Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Are we the baddies? Is that is that what it's come to now after years of pontificating about Chelsea and all that sort of thing? Maybe it's best I don't start drawing parallels between us and other teams. That's where things get a bit messy, isn't it? You have to look at the thing in front of you, right? Like Oppenheimer. Have any of you seen Oppenheimer yet? Little known film. Um, sort of indie one done by this little director. People get too engrossed though, don't they? In the, in the, in the problem just in front of them. They don't think about all the other stuff. These two points don't really make much sense linking them together. But, you know, I thought I was going somewhere. I thought I was doing something. But I wasn't. Yeah, Joe Lewis. Uh, <laughs> he's standing for what is it? Is it Supreme Court or something? I'm saying that because that's one of the words I hear in films. You know, <clears throat> beg your pardon. But that's one of the the kind of things I hear in films, right? My appreciation of like the American legal system. I mean, let's be honest. My appreciation or understanding of the British legal system isn't any better. But consume it all through the medium of film and television right so i'm going to say that joe lewis is before supreme court i probably shouldn't say that let's see what he's because somebody will say well, no actually that's not where people like joe lewis go joe lewis trial where is he joe lewis uk tycoon bailed in u.s fraud court case but can't use super yet <laughs> super yet super yacht Super Yacht, I guess. Super Yacht. Super Yacht, Super Yacht. Is this like ketchup, ketchup? Super Yacht, Super Yacht. Um, if, uh, the reason why I keep saying it, it feels actually quite nice saying that. Super Yacht, Super Yacht. Just say it a few times to yourself. Go on. I dare you. Where has he been? A New York City court. Okay. So that's not Supreme Court. Supreme Court is something big, isn't it? Supreme Court is like where presidents and stuff go, right? Is that where Trump Trump had his thing? Um, I don't know. But yeah, so you've got all this Joe Lewis stuff going on. We've got at the moment the club seemingly trying to force Dav Sanchez to go to Russia. I mean, let's be honest, there's a multitude of issues with that. Um, it looks even worse, and you know, I, I'm, I've been, I've been kind of on the fence with the whole, you know, us taking Solomon from Shakhtar stuff. I appreciate it. it is, it is kind of. I'm not going to hide from it. It's kind of murky. We are exploiting a, a loophole, but. <laughs> It exists. It's not us saying... I don't know. I don't, I, we're not doing anything outside of the law in that instance anyway. Um, but I think given the idea that we're now also <laughs> going to take money from Russia as well, it further complicates that type of issue. At least, if not in a, in a, in a, in a sense of reality, just in, a, in an optic sense, doesn't it? It makes it seem a bit less palatable or forgivable should we say I mean a lot of people don't want to forgive it at all um, but yeah I don't know it's uh, it is a bit of a cloud over Spurs I'm sort of feeling that already anyway I, I was on Spooky's pod earlier this week um, I didn't want to come across as overly negative and I don't think I was being negative per se I was just airing a few of the frustrations that 
quite a few people have. I think a few people. I'm not. And I'm no. I'm not doing this as in a. I'm some <laughs> brave, courageous soothsayer. But I feel that a lot of people are quite unhappy with certain things at the club. But at least some, you know, people I speak to. But they're all kind of like, well, we don't really want to piss on it at the moment because we've got Ange and this is going to be, you know, there is a good thing here at the club at last. Um, but it just seems that there's still lots of really annoying things. Certain patterns of behaviour with the way in which we're doing our business. Um, still no centre-back, really. Just seems seems bizarre. Um, I honestly wouldn't be entirely surprised if we ended the uh ended the transfer window with Clement Longley back at the club um because at the moment I don't, I don't know maybe it's one of those things that will just happen that will eventually just get tap sober or van der ven across the line but also is the thing that's going to see that go across the line the sale of harry kane which seems increasingly likely surely that shouldn't be what this hinges on surely our defensive recruitment shouldn't hinge on whether Harry Kane is sold or not um, because then that opens up a whole other argument as to whether or not we need further attacking reinforcements with Harry Kane going many people saying and I've been one of them in the past saying that maybe Richarlison hat-trick in the, in the pre-season game that we will talk about was the long-term thinking was the long-term replacement for Harry Kane but then who's his backup um don't know it just raises quite a few questions um and i think what with the stuff going on with joe lewis with this repeated kind of pattern of behavior with our haggling over transfers the delayed kind of nature of the business the way in which the club has just kind of tossed aside the concerns of the fan advisory board that it made a big song and dance about appointing and i understand right? i understand that you know just because they've appointed a fan advisory board and that fan advisory board says, you know, make beer free in the stadium. The club aren't obliged to do that. I, I, I get that. But the ticketing issue is pretty big. Um, and for them to seemingly not even want to meet in the middle is, you know, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of annoying, isn't it? Um, the Shakhtar, the Shakhtar pre-season friendly being 25 quid at least I think it's 25 quid and then you'll probably have booking fees on top of that you know just feels like yeah we're getting Solomon for free and we're doing a charity game so what the fans are paying for Solomon are we and this is one of the things I've moaned about on Spooky's pod you know sorry to steal some of your Patreon content Spooky but one of the things I was saying I think has just kind of irritated me is it feels that we kind of live in an age where we're gaslit by the powers that be in every walk of life. We pay more road tax, there's potholes everywhere. Banks collapse or utilities collapse. Again, the taxpayer foots the bill. But when it comes to the question of do we tax the elites, do we, and in these minor percentile elites, I'm talking Googles, Amazons, these type of things, tax them fairly, tax them properly. And I'm not going to go on a big political route. I'm just saying, like, even though I kind of am at the moment, we're always told, no, 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 you can't, you don't understand. It doesn't work that way. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of people listening to this who, you know, maybe appreciate some of the message I put out on here and roll their eyes at this part of it. If you followed me on Twitter for any length of time, you know I can sort of delve into this stuff. And I try to back off of it nowadays, not not for any way of appeasing people, just for my own sanity my own mental health um but it feels that you know with the football club which is supposed to be an escape is supposed to be something that we can switch off to all the other things is becoming another one of those things where we just told oh well you know no no you have to pay expensive tickets because if you want to be competitive if you want us to sign players big players and what have you then you know you 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 got to foot the bill. You got to buy your neck oils, have your food and drink at the at the ground before the game. Fine, you know. Um, and George, the guest on the other day, um, 
completely blew my mind by saying that our, our match day revenues are closer to five million a match day. I was thinking it was about one. <laughs> there was me thinking, wow, a million pounds a match day. That's pretty mental, isn't it? But yeah, nearly five times that apparently. So there's further food for thought. I do understand that, yeah, okay, we're in loads of debt. We built a stadium, but look, we were told at the time that was all managed debt. That wasn't going to hinder footballing operations. We, we were literally told this. So, you know, ring fence transfer budgets and all that nonsense, right? Ring fence transfer budgets and then went three transfer windows without signing any players. And yeah, I'm sure Pochettino, we understand this, was a difficult customer, was somebody that didn't want to add players for the sake of it. But I've always interpreted that as him being like, don't just get me any old shit. Get me some good players to, to you know, improve the squad that we have because we had a very good squad. The problem is that we weren't saying, here's 75 million for a Van Dyke, Here's 50, 60 million for an Allison, you know, which is what Liverpool did and they went on to win it. And, you know, fingers crossed they don't, but Arsenal have done that this summer as well double down on their success we didn't do that you know but it seems to be that we want to blame anybody but the people that run the football club unrealistic fans managers that type of thing I'm one of them I blame Conte a lot I blame Conte for many things um, but I did say from the start it was going to end up that way if we didn't give him 200 million pounds every summer and I knew that wasn't going to happen at Tottenham it wasn't um but there's plenty of other things that Conte was at fault for. Um, but this is, yeah, this is, I mean, come on. Nobody wants to listen to this. Everybody wants to, you, you just want to hear me walking along the side of a road, don't you, with my uh, Alan Partridge impression, talking about the game that just was off to return my sister's shoes. Do you want me to, no, I'm not going to talk about, I'll do that at the end. I'm not going to talk about Oppenheimer and Barbie now. You can listen to Bring Your Own Blockbuster podcast. Ha. <laughs> Nice plug there. Um, if you want to hear us talk about that, I might have a little chat about it at the end. Let's see. So, who was it? I didn't do one of these straight after the game um, because I was in the office. I was at work. And then afterwards, I had a leaving do. Tommaso. Tommaso Milanese, one of my uh, old colleagues who went on to work at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. He was one of the people responsible for the Matt Doherty signing video. You know, the awkward him deleting his old tweets at Arsenal. Tommaso, Tommy, he was involved in all that. He's moving back to Italy. Brexit's finally got him. I don't think it has, it's got nothing to do with Brexit. I don't think anyway. Um, moving back to Italy, bidding him farewell. So uh, if you are listening, Tommy, this is a good test. Good test, see, because he says he does listen, but this is a good test if he does or not. Maybe I don't want to know the answer. Do you want to know the answer to, to most things? What is it? Was it one of those old shows? Was it the thick of it when they said, have you ever Googled just it's thick of it for anybody that hasn't watched it? Imagine like The Office, but set in like the political sphere. Armando Iannucci wrote it. It was very short-lived, well, like The Office really, a couple of series. It's fucking brilliant. I don't know why it isn't sort of held in a similar regard to The Office. You know, I'm not a massive political intellectual. I think the start of this pod probably gave that part away, didn't it? Um, I'm too much of an emotional being, you know, getting dragged down into getting dragged down into the minutiae of processes, and you know, this is how this works because of reasons created, right? Sometimes you've got an instinct about things. Some things are, you know, what's right is right, right? And uh, as my father-in-law always says, and, you know, you just... <sighs> Ooh, a lot of this stuff is made to confuse us, isn't it? But anyway, fuck it. Stop going on about all that. The thick of it, brilliant show. Um, and I have no idea why I was bringing up the thick of it. I can't remember where I was going with that, but... There you go. It'll probably come to me at some point. Um, let's see what's Spurs, Tottenham, Hotspur. So anyway, yeah, I was in the um, I was in the office yesterday, and yeah, the Lions City Sailors. As I found a stream, um, were one nil up. 
and uh, got told by one of my colleagues, Tottenham are losing to some sailors, <laughs> which, yeah, was not great. And it was, it was at that point, right, when we were, we'd gone 1-0 down and, all right, we were, you know, wave after wave after attacks, but we're still struggling to, to break them down. I was sort of talking to some of my mates, being like, are we in trouble? Like, are we, are we actually, are we maybe really in trouble here? Um, and then obviously we went on to win 5-1, so that's all right. But there's definite food for thought um, with these games. Um, once again, <clears throat> Corio, sorry to say, you know, didn't share himself in glory. I didn't think for the goal. It was a bit harsh. It was a bit of a sort of dodgy kind of looping shot. Only goal he did concede, but you know, I, it's preseason, right? He's he's coming up to speeds with a lot, right, in life and in a sporting sense. Apologies, there's a slurp of tea, Roy Bush tea. Um, so he's coming to terms with a lot, but you know. I don't know. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be overly surprised if Fraser forced to start the season in goal. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, which I, you know, I don't think he's the end of the world. I think, as I said quite a lot last year, I think Fraser Forster is a solid goalkeeper. So, you know. Um, Destiny is, I mean, he looks like he's got all the makings of being like our next star boy, doesn't he? You know. Phil, friend of the show, you'll have heard him on here plenty of times. His prediction could well be our next Gareth Bale type player. Yeah, I disagree with that. Looks looks brilliant, doesn't he? He just he just straight away looks comfortable. He's got the thing that Delhi had in his preseason game against Real Madrid when we're like, oh, he's a young player, you know, we'll see what he does in preseason and see how he carries himself. And then straight away you're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's 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 mustard. He's really, really good. Destiny has all of that. Um, <clears throat> so he's a, you know, he's a surefire start for me. Ben Davies. Um, what did Ange, Ange had something to say about Ben Davies, didn't he? Because um, he's, he's been playing him sort of all over the place, right? And you know I'm a big fan of Ben Davies. I think, you know, all right, he's not the flashiest player, but he is very, very solid. Um, he's dependable. You know, he is. He's dependable, Ben. And, yep, I know people find that all very boring, but every team needs those players. Right? Liverpool have had those in. Again, it's probably harsh calling Jordan Henderson dependable, but he's on the cusp of that, right? Let's be let's be honest. Um We've had James Milner, you know, um, Andy Robertson's not the, I mean, he's very good, isn't he? he? He might be sinking back into a kind of dependable level. He seems to be more and more a kind of player that people are saying Liverpool might need to replace in the not so distant future. So whatever, we're not talking about Liverpool now though, are we? Um, what did he say about, uh, what has he said about Ben Davies so is this am I stealing Ali Gold's work here no Rob Guest's I'm stealing Rob Guest's work here um, do, do, I know this makes for great great um, where is it no I'm not stealing Rob Guest's work now where is it so and Basically, whilst I'm looking for it, he said something to the effect that basically was, you know, Ben can play in loads of different positions. He's a good player. Um, I'll cut, fuck off Twitter. So Twitter, or X now, isn't it, is saying that there are no search results on Twitter for Postacoglu Ben Davis. I'm even spelling Postacoglu correctly. Well, anyway, there you go. He said... Uh, um, I can't find the fucking quotes. Um, he was just saying that Ben Davies can play in lots of different positions and, you know, that's good. It's good for the team. And I don't think he's decided on uh, 
on you know what is his best um I'm just seeing if no, nothing from Dan Kilpatrick either. Useless hack. Um, Christian Romero. I think I'm back on board with him, you know, lads. All it took was him mugging off Antonio Conte and he's won me over again. But uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's the type of person that would say something disingenuously in terms of wanting to show his best for Spurs um, because we've never heard that from GLSLSO, have we? You know? Um, who has pretty much sort of openly showed that he wants to go and that's another player that we can talk about in a moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christian Romero, look, if we can, if we can get him kind of infused, if we can get him bought into the team, into the club, which he seems to be, we can get him a good partner, then great, you know, bring it on. And, you know, if he can kind of grow up a bit, get his decision-making a bit more, a bit more, a lot better, a lot more better, then we're, you know, then we're laughing. Eve Basuma, Billy T had to go and do it, didn't he? Billy T had to go and just put out there what a game Basuma was having, so looking forward to next season because he went down at uh, at the end of the first half, pointing at his foot or ankle. I don't know if we've had an update on that yet. Have we had an update? Basuma update. Football London. That. Football London, honestly, guys, like this programmatic that you've got, it makes your website unreadable. I don't understand why they do it. Well, I do understand why they do it. They want to make money. They're monetizing the content, but you're doing it. You're completely compromising your product. Any of you ever try? I'm not digging out Ali. I'm not digging out Rob Guest. Ali got nothing to do with them. It's, I understand it's nothing to do with them whatsoever. But if any of you ever try to use a Football London website, it is unbearable, especially on desktop. It's absolutely unbearable. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, so I don't know. And Dombele didn't start, so I don't know if that's his fitness. Um, and... I think so. Anne just said of Yves Basuma, yeah, he's okay. I think he did all the runs at the end. I think he was exhausted. I haven't picked up anything from the medics. I think it's fair to say they'll be exhausted after what we've done in the last three days, but I don't think there's any issues. Now, fuck for that. Okay, that's good because he has looked absolutely mustard. His sort of aura around the place has looked brilliant. His performances on the pitch, he's just been. He has been head and shoulders above most other players on the pitch. I honestly think even above Madison. But Madison's been great as well. The two of them have combined brilliantly. But Yves Basuma looks like our MVP this this preseason. I I, I really I'll I'll fucking stick that what is it? Mast in the ground? Whatever. Um looks brilliant. Papi Matasar, I'm I'm very excited about him about the, the what the future holds to him. He really, really looks like a very, very talented footballer. Um, you know, I don't know if he's quite ready yet to be somebody we rely on week in, week out to start the season. Um, he is young. I think he's got plenty of time to, to, to kind of grow. Um, I mean, really, the ideal is Basuma, Bentancur, Madison, right? I mean, that is a midfield to purr over. But... Papi Matassar, I think, has certain attributes that are similar. I mean, Nathan, Windy, the lot, you know, they're, they're the lads that you really need for this type of thing. But I would say eye test-wise, Papi Matassar, potentially similar player profile to Ben Tanko. Maybe not quite the same level of physicality as him, but in terms of in possession of the football, I like the way he kind of, you know, 
strokes the ball about. He seems press resistant to a degree. Um, I really like him. I like his eye for a pass. I like the space. He could. One of the things I noticed about him that I really like he's and this is something we've had such frustration with over the past few years, is that he finds himself good pockets of space in order to receive the ball. Um, and I, I've been just tearing my hair out the past few years. The amount of times we've just not really been able to pass the ball about because nobody's moving for one another. Nobody's working for one another. And I'm not saying the players aren't capable of doing that. That's, you know, the mentality of the squad for the past few years. They've been fucking had their emotionally and physically really they've had the shit kicked out of them by Antonio Conte so they probably just haven't been asked but now if you've got a kind of a, a manager that's a bit more you know just fucking I don't know even friendly human personable gotten them on side then it's brilliant did you see the um, just speaking about Ange did you see, uh, I really liked it Hometown Glory pod shared it which was a video of him at the sideline where some of the players are doing like a, they're doing like some kind of crossing drill when they're pinging crosses into the box and having shots at it. Vicario, I'm guessing, or it might have been Alfie Whiteman, makes a save. And whoever else is in the box or in and around the box are trying to get on the end of it, having shots. And I think it's Porro, like the ball just kind of rolls past him and, you know, he sort of sees it as, a, as the drill being over. And you just hear Ange from the sideline being, I think he's shouting like, run, run, we never stop, we never stop. And you just see Porro just like, I'm pretty sure it's Porro, just like, oh shit, yeah, cool, wow, ball's still alive, yeah. And it runs and they carry on with it. And you're just like, yes, 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 like a bit more of this please. Um, so that was good. But yeah, I really, 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 really like Papa Matasar. Hummin Son, Sonny Boy, um, he's been speaking a lot this week um, and just been speaking a lot about him, about his his natural kind of gravitas, his aura over the squad, how people come to him as one of the leaders. It feels like he's priming him to be captain. No objections here. I'm, I'm very up for that. Um, I think you'll have to ignore George likening him to to Darren Ben. Sorry, George, mate, but you know it's. Not, I didn't call you out at the time, but it's a pretty woeful take, mate. Come on, <laughs> but um, Sonny is. You know, I I'll be honest with you because I was I was still working and I was kind of like looking between the stream and this. I couldn't really tell you much that Son had done in the game, but you know he's. I think he's relearning his favoured position, which is out on the wing, hugging the touchline. He said that himself. He's spoken about that that and just playing to his strengths. Um and again Sonny such as yeah, such as his demeanor, you know, he was quick not to dig out Antonio Conte either when asked. He said it was very sad that, you know, there was such an issue between Conte and the rest of the players, but he wasn't gonna, you know, he wasn't gonna turn it onto the manager. He was still ashamed of his own performance level, and he felt guilty about that. So, you know, it's just a measure of the guy. Um, he's a great guy, and he's one of the shining lights of, of our team, right? You got to be, you just got to kind of like bury your head in the sand to a degree, or you know, bury your head in the sun, you know, because not in any kind of grotesque way, but. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free 
or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. That's it, isn't it? Um, James Madison, decent. I quite like to see him, you know, a few range finders. He was sort of popping off. A few of them went sailing right over, but he is going to be that link man, isn't he? The, the, the player we've needed, the Ericsson. I remember Windy saying he could be a kind of Ericsson type player a couple of years ago on the extra inch and I remember sort of rolling my eyes. I think I even sent him a message being like, Come turn it in, mate, Madison. Just a little fucking goon and knobhead, isn't he? He's not gonna be Christian Ericsson, but get it to a degree, you know. I I understand he's that that passage between midfield and, and attack, isn't he? And he's just he's a menace, he's a menace and I I'm just I'm his his link up him and Basuma straight away has been great, and I think it was Madison. Didn't Madison say the other day as well? Was saying that Basuma was one of the players that shocked him the most, just saying that he is like he's a big leader here at the club. He's a real winner, real competitive, um, and I think they kind of I don't know. I think they just sort of you know the whole game recognizes game thing, isn't it? I think they're just kind of like right, this guy's good. Let's fucking we can bring out the best in one another. So I'm looking forward to seeing that partnership really start to blossom this year. I think it's very very exciting. Um, Kalu doing a lot right. His final ball was pretty woeful a lot of the time. Um, hopefully he can improve that. I mean we we've seen what Kalu's capable of, right? Let's just get him back there. Let's get him kind of believing in himself again. Because I think he's another player. Yeah, I can blame it all on Conte and I'm going to, so fuck off. Kalu had just come off the back of like an unbelievable season and then he dropped him at the start of this year out of choice, you know? And then obviously he got injured and he, you know, couldn't figure much after that. But still, Conte made the decision to drop Kulusevski. Very bizarre. Um and he sort of just seemed to play back and forth with him. Probably a mess of his confidence. We understand from his time at Juventus that he's a bit of a confidence player anyway. So that type of thing's not good, is it? You know, it's not going to be good for him. Um, so let's just, let's just give him a bit of time to see him get back to his best. And as with the last time, we uh, we completely changed the squad at, at half-time. And again, the team... Look... I think one of my one of my keenest observations. I don't even think it's a hot take, but one of my keenest observations I've made, and I got made fun of bankrupt Spurs ahead of the fact, um, for for saying this. Who's calling me a Conte, basically? Is that the second half team always just looks? a bit better they look a bit more balanced and yeah I, we were, I was talking about this in the office that it may just be that the the opposition teams second teams aren't anywhere near as good as the quality of our second team yep that's that's a it's a valid point um but dare I say it, everyone just seems to know their position a little better in that second team. And yeah, there are a few more experienced heads in there. So I, I dare say that is a big part of it. Um, I did I talk about, I didn't talk about Pedro Porro actually um, this first time because he is somebody I did want to talk about. I'm not in back four. I'm just not convinced about it at all. I'm really not. It sounds crazy to say, but I would probably rather see Pedro Porro playing in that advanced position that Kulisevsky's playing in rather than in a back four position because I just don't think it's it for him. I don't. Um, Emerson Royale, to me, is the, is, the, is the option there, right? He's the guy we play because Porro was... You know, from, from the replays I've seen, Porro seemed to be at fault for the, for the goal. Um... And I just, yeah, I don't think it suits him. It does again raise the question as to why we dropped all that money on a player like Porro that was perfect for Conte's system. We all kind of said this at the time. Great player, great player, especially in that system. But if Conte goes, which it looks like he's going to at the end of the year, 
whatever. I mean, it's probably a desperate attempt to try and get him to sign a new contract, show him that we would back him, and then that's more to the character of Antonio Conte that he still didn't. So whatever. I'm not. I promise you. I promise you. It's just pre-season. I'm not going to go on about Antonio Conte all year. Right. I am going to try and wean this out of my system. But you know, Poro. It's a funny one, Poro, because I do think he's a very good player. I'm just, you know, so that's one of those sort of causes for concern for me. Um, Reguilon, you know, he he seems to be solid. I think he's he's, you know. I think his decision making doesn't work for the best a lot of the time. Um, I will be surprised if he's not sold, um, or we try and sell him or loan him out again. Oliver Skip, Postacoglu keeps going on about Skip. I think he's clearly very taken with Skip. Conte again, very taken with Skip. Pochettino back in the day was very taken with Skip. I th- I'm guessing that Skippy is one of those players that is just head down, trains fucking hard, does whatever the manager tells him to do. It's just, you know, he's like a soldier, a soldier for the club. And everyone wants him. Again, I know he, he weirdly to me, really, um, divides opinion. But I'm, why would, why would we been off Skip? An academy product, homegrown player, has shown that he's very good. Shown that he probably won't moan if he's not starting every single game. That's what every fucking club needs. Like, just get your head out of the fact that every single player needs to be unbelievable. Like, and I, the thing is, I actually think Skip is a very, very, very talented footballer. So, you know, Pierre Mahoybier. Yeah, yeah, I thought he had a decent game when he came on, but you know, look, he's he's gonna go, isn't he? I think, right? I think we'd all get to say that he's gonna go. Richarlison with a hat trick. I mean, I'm doing this in a weird order because I'm reading this off of Google, by the way, the team sheet, and it's doing it in kind of sort of numerical order for the substitute. So there you go, you have it. Um, Richarlison, I'm again. I know it's only pre-season, what have you. I'm just very glad he got that and a hat trick, not just a goal, getting a hat trick because. It felt in the West Ham game he was doing a lot right, but he kept snatching at stuff and was just, just. It was just being a bit too kind of nervy, right? He was just too eager to please. I guess he was too worried about last year and how his kind of you know career was going at Spurs so far. Um, I think right now, right, let's just get behind the lad because. Chances are he will be our our focal point, right? Going ahead for, the, for when Kane, I think Kane is going to go, isn't he? Kane is going to go. Um, it seems to be that's kind of the the way that thing is all headed. So that thing, <laughs> club's best ever player, um, is is headed. So it, it it is what it is, and I think Richarlison will be the guy. And just getting a hat trick, I think, will allow him to relax a little bit. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. And it's gone away. Wow. Isn't that not one of the worst feelings ever? Yeah, it is. It is. Emerson Royale, solid, good. Who would have thought we would have said that? Maybe it's almost like giving players a bit of a chance is uh is the right thing to do. But yeah, I think he'll be uh he'll be the he'll be the guy. I hope he's the guy if we're playing that back four. Even Perisic, man, like the mad thing about him is he was such a Conte player, right? Such a Conte player. But he, I think we've seen the best of him in a Tottenham shirt ever since Antonio Conte has left. And playing in that advanced position, which he is probably more suited to, really, he looked really good. He looked really good all of yesterday. He looked like closer to the even Perisic that we thought we were signing, right? And actually like solid, dependable, experienced footballer. And it seems to be that the kind of noise around him leaving the club has dampened. I just wonder, I do wonder, if Ange has sort of had a look at him and said to him, mate, like, I can use you, right? Sorry, I just had to close my window. There's some neighbours outside going on. 
about something or other. Uh, it was it, it was irritating me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I wonder if he sort of said to even Perisic, "Look, let's uh, let's just." Let's just keep you about, mate. Like, mate. You know, he would have called him mate, wouldn't he? Um, let's keep you about and let's see what we can do. You know, give me give me a year. Eric Dyer, I, honestly, I couldn't say much about his performance. Um, obviously, everybody gets very angry talking about Eric Dyer. So, you know, we need more centre-backs. We know this. Um, I don't think Eric Dyer will be one of the players that goes anywhere, though. Giovanni de Celso. Now, I mean, again, <laughs> another fantastic performance from him. Um, looks brilliant. I mean, like so many people are saying, and it's so true, I'm going to need to start typing an apology letter because he looks brilliant. And it was met head on, wasn't it, in the press conference. Ali Gold said to uh, said to Ange, you know, reports coming out of Spain are that you are trying to convince Giovanni de Celso to come back, he said, mate, you don't need to go to Spain. I'm sat right here. And pretty much outlined, yeah, he said to he said to Gio, um, look, I like you as a player. You're somebody that would work perfectly in the way I want to play football. How about it? Like, come on, let's let's kickstart your career here again. And you know it's it's exciting, right? I mean, it is the old fucking like a new signing adage, but like I, I I got I got to who was it actually? Who was it that dug me out for that the other day? Somebody sent me oh, I'm going to call you out now. What is your name? Let me find it. Alright, here we go. Michael Anderson. Hello, Michael Anderson. I didn't even reply to you. What a rude bastard. Um it's just what happens. Right, do you does anyone else find this? I'm just making an excuse for my own rudeness, but like you respond to at work emails, you're responding to WhatsApps all day, you're responding to fucking Instagram DMs or tweets or whatever. That sometimes you're sort of like, oh yeah, I've responded to that person. And then you just haven't. You you've sort of you've done it in your head. I'm pretty sure that's a common thing. I've seen memes about it, so I'm sure I am not unique. I'm not unique. Um, in that being a thing. But he said, um, is it a running joke that I've missed the start of in the way that you say adage? And then I've looked up, I've seen like adage, 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 like adage, right? UK pronunciation let's let's see let's get one of these robot nonsense on it add edge break adage to, okay so it is add edge adage fuck how to pronounce adage here we when go you're looking at how to pronounce this word how do you say it correctly the pronunciation in british english is as adage adage in american english it's usually pronounced more as Adage, adage. There you go. So it's not a dodge. Fuck. Um, no, it wasn't a joke, Michael. It was just me being a moron, you know. Um, you can thank the British. You can thank British state education for that, mate. Um, I read a lot of books. I know a lot of words, but maybe I don't pronounce them correctly. Is that a thing? That must be a thing, right? How do how do people get around that, right? Maybe it's just not being stupid, but you know, I don't know. I like to think I'm not stupid. Maybe I am. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it's to all of you that listen to this, as me sort of thinking in the back of my head, wow, they think I'm kind of insightful and interesting, but actually it's it's like people coming to the zoo. They're saying like, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this ape here sitting grunting into a microphone. Isn't it amusing? Um, you won't find it fucking amusing when I start flinging shit at you, will you? So, fucking pronunciation, fucking police. The fuck do you think you are, right? Sending me fucking messages. 
asking me if what I'm saying is a joke. I'm a joke. I'm a joke to you, am I? Funny. Funny how? With your adage. Um, I don't even know how I got onto adages. I'm going to say that. Adage, adage, adage. I'm going to say it properly now, not adage or adage. Adage. Rattled, aren't I? Proper, proper rattled. This is, I mean, this is, for any new listeners, what I'm saying, right? This is like peak. This is this is golden. Golden rule the roost. Random waffling. Um, if you do want more of this, I am this year going to be doing, um, I am going to be doing more pre-match previews. I'll do the post-match one. That's going to stay free for everybody to listen to the main studio pod where I speak to somebody else that will always you know those will always be free behind the paywall now Patreon yep I've become one of them done it sign up for Patreon let's just have a look again what it is I think it's patreon.com dash rtr pod there you go patreon.com dash rtr pod thank you so far to everybody who has signed up, appreciate that. Also, to anybody who has listened on the old like buy me a coffee site, I am still gonna because I know some of you have like gotten longer subscriptions on there. Everything that I put on Patreon, I am still gonna put on the buy me a coffee website. If you're signed up to buy me a coffee um, and you want to be on Patreon, let me know and I'll somehow transfer a membership or something. I don't know. I'll talk to. Just send me an email. Send me an email. To trunk at gmail.com and we'll we'll try and sort of sort it out, right? Um But yeah, I'm gonna be doing more stuff on there. I've got a couple of different little pods that will line up as well. I'm gonna be doing like a so I'm gonna get more opposition stuff this year, right? It's kind of that was the principle that this pod was founded on. Kind of slipped by the wayside because it got harder and harder and harder to find guests and find times to record with people, all that type of stuff. I'm going to try to do it more this year, find more decent guests to do an opposition chat with ahead of the game. So I'll put those behind there. I'm going to do a monthly podcast with my good friend, Jack. Um, I mean, he's agreed to it. He's agreed to it in principle on WhatsApp, so I'm putting it out there now. Um, We've had Jack on here before. He's a Juventus, Derry City fan. He's from Derry. Knows his football, knows his Sopranos. And he's my mate and I get on well with him and we have a good chat. So he's going to be, we're going to be doing like a me every month saying to him, wow, what a month it's been for Spurs. I love Ange Postacoglu and it's mostly going to be him saying, yeah, but you're shite um, and whatever. So he's just going to be providing that. I mean, he doesn't hate Spurs or anything. He's He is very neutral when it comes to us, but he enjoys laughing at Spurs as much as the next person does. Um, so that'll be quite an interesting sounding board. And I'll just chuck other stuff in there as well, as and when the mood strikes. Um, I might do some videos. So you know, for BYOB, I've been doing a lot more video stuff now, so I'm less sort of self-conscious about my face being out there. So I think probably for these post-match pods on YouTube, I might do them as a video offering as well. Don't know why. You know, I'm not going to turn into a Mark Goldbridge or anything like that. Um, but there's that. So, yeah, patreon.com dash pod. Thank you very much. I'm going to be... Oh, oh, okay. So Jaffet Tanganga also played. Can't really say much about him. I think Ange seems to quite like him though. Likes his profile as a defender. Aggressive. Front foot. Um, physically very capable. Um, I think his technical ability as a defender is underappreciated as well. Yes, I think his decision making isn't always the best. Um, I don't think he's a long-term great um, option for us. But, you know, I'd rather, I'll be honest, I'd rather have him than Cameron Carter-Vickers, as was mooted on Fighting Cock the other day. Flav had Euro expert on, and he was sort of saying, I know you sold Cameron Carter-Vickers, but Ange made him really good at Celtic, and you should bring him back. Uh, nah, come on. Nah, not for me. Um, Brendan Austin, yeah, fine, didn't concede any goals, did he, so good on him um Manos Solomon oh shit yeah I shouldn't leave him out I really really like him man I really like Manos Solomon um yeah I know we haven't had a, a lot of 
time to kind of make a sort of fully formulated opinion on him. And I know people are probably going to be hesitant to say that they like him because they're worried about the political stuff on the side. Whatever, it's fine. You know, you can do that. But I really like him as a player. Like, I think he's, I think he's, I think he looks really, really exciting. And one thing, you know, so I can pick and choose when I kind of agree with what somebody says. The Euro expert lad, I can't, I, I think it's Chris. Is it Chris? I can't remember. Listen to it on Fighting Cock. I spoke to him the other day. Um, he was saying that like when he first did data profiles on like Mana Solomon when he was at Shakhtar, he was saying his projections were actually leading him more into an elite profile player as opposed to just being like, squad filler for Tottenham so he was saying like don't be so hasty to write him off as just like oh you know he's just somebody to make up numbers at Tottenham like if he if he's managed the right way and if you know all the many different things that can go right or wrong for a footballer happen to go right for him um he could be very 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 good and the early signs look promising man I'm I'm real real big fan of his I think he set up um I think he set up Lacelso's goal as well. Lacelso's did Lacelso score two? No, he scored one, didn't he? Yeah, and I think he set he set Lacelso up. Um, they look quite similar. I was getting them those two mistaken at points. Um, similar boots, similar haircuts. Um, so yeah, but I I really like him. Um, really, really, really exciting. I think, but please, yeah. Sort the defence, Tottenham. Back to the negative stuff from the start of the pod. Sort the defence. Please. Especially if we're selling Harry Kane. But no, fuck, no, no. Not especially if we're selling... I mean, the the reason why I'm saying especially if we sell Harry Kane, we're going to concede a lot of goals in this system, right? We are. We're going to concede a lot of goals under Ange. We need to score goals. We need to, need to, need to score goals. We scored five yesterday. So, you know... That's worth bearing in mind, but also what's worth bearing in mind is, with all due respect, we were playing the Lion City Sailors. Um, so, you know, so while till our next game, which is Shakhtar, next weekend, um, let's hope we get another game sorted out in between those times, even if it is behind, like I say, behind closed doors against Leighton Orient or something like that. Let's just get some, get some more minutes in the legs for these lads um, in a game in a game situation um, I don't, don't know what that weird voice was I'm sort of waffling now aren't I been waffling for the past however long really haven't I um, yeah is there anything else to talk about I don't know one quiet day of Tottenham Hotspur that's all I ask for Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.